god, I just did the stupidest thing. What did you do? Um, I was making dinner, and Matt's been making mm-hmm. this like fried chicken, but it's just like got flour on it, and then you put like soy sauce and um, oh, fuck, what's that spice that makes you not feel your face? That's Chinese. Oh, I don't know. God damn it, this is gonna bother me. Sounds uh too hot Szechuan. for me. It's like Szechuan pepper. Oh, yeah. you know I was gonna say Szechuan, then mm-hmm. I was like, but I don't know. That's just what I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like soy sauce and a little bit of, like this Szechuan sauce. And and you like that? Only a little bit of the Szechuan sauce. It's oh, too okay. spicy for me. But the yeah. soy sauce, yeah, that's fine. And yeah. um, I haven't fried chicken since like since we fried chicken together during Secret Burger Fridays. So like <gasps> oh, yeah. a year and a half ago probably. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I guess I just didn't realize how not hot the oil was. So I like... Oh, so it was just like sitting in it? <laughs> it was just like slowly burning and like raw inside so i literally like i failed i had to make something else like i had to throw it away that's never happened to me before my my mom was like i cannot believe i gave you none of the cooking genes like how did i raise someone who can't okay but that's not true you can cook i was like i make a mean artichoke dip okay hell yeah and you make a mean brie like that you heat up in the oven (laughs) i can melt brie and also slice a baguette actually no i don't like cutting bread usually get someone else to do that part but the brie is the most important part like who are we kidding we invite you to join us on our hunt for all things spooky we're here for the tricks and the treats i'm elise and i'm Haley, and, and this, this is, is easy, easy bake coven um speaking of cheese Oh my How's god. your tattoo doing? Oh my god. I was like, what? Oh my god, what? Um, it's good, except you got really excited. <laughs> uh, I love it. It's great. It's yeah. very big. And it's very cute and it hurts a lot. Like to really? it's like all sort of swollen and red. To the point where I yeah. was like, oh no, is this becoming infected? But Oh no. Um, no, but I think what I've read, I like I sent a video of my arm to my tattoo artist and she oh, said good. it's fine she's like it just looks irritated but then i okay. read that like this sort of area on your arm is kind of sensitive mm-hmm. and i have oh, sensitive it's skin like thinner skin with. yeah it's kind mm-hmm. of tender but yeah i love it it's a hilarious yeah, it's, so fun. it's very funny <laughs> but i was like oh my god if this gets infected and i lose my arm <laughs> I have to get amputated <laughs> i was like i looked at matt i was like that'd be pretty that'd be a pretty funny story though <laughs> That'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty good. It bit. would really be proof of how much I love cheese. <laughs> like, I was I willing to get my arm my cut arm off for it. it. Fuck yeah, yes. I would lose my arm for mac and cheese. A lot more than that. Yeah. Um, I have an unpopular opinion that I'd like to discuss on today's oh, episode. Like a hot take. Mm, well, some people might think that. I can't wait um, to hear it. Well, the first part is a very popular opinion between you and I, which is that I finished Station Eleven on the plane mm. and it was so fucking good. It's Haley so good, recommended right? it. I mean, like it's maybe the best thing I've like ever seen. Like in a just, really long time, at least. Oh my god, yeah, in a long time. So the if way everything it, comes together at the oh end. Oh my god. Oh my god. The last just, episode, I was just weeping. Yeah, I was crying I don't on do the spoilers, plane. <laughs> but I was weeping. It's yeah. really. It's like the payoff and, is good. Yes, and the Shakespeare aspect, it just it was, was so, so poetic. Oh, it was so good. So well written. Really so beautiful. Well written. Very yeah. creative. Um, kind yeah. of like very impactful to watch during a pandemic too. Yes. Well, and like, you know what's so funny is what I'd watch a couple episodes and then I'd be like Googling 
what are the chances of apocalypse and what are the most likely <laughs> right. apocalyptic events and like going into this feeling of like oh this could definitely happen right? like it oh, seems so real dear. and then it yeah. was also like oh my god we're so fucking lucky that the pandemic yeah. that we're living through is not that one isn't that one dies, yeah you know like it's and it was not so Ebola. eerie how close they were like yeah. the way that they i mean and like you said it was written in 2013 it was written before so any like, of it yeah it's not like it was based off this <laughs> yeah so if you haven't watched that show it is yes. so good so good and highly recommend it but my hot take here mm. is that i knew i would have more time on the plane than i did have episodes to finish and so mm-hmm. i downloaded another popular show to watch Ooh, what did you watch euphoria and i hated it <laughs> <laughs> i know that it's like all the rage and if our fit listeners slash fans love it i'm so sorry but i felt very uncomfortable watching it I mm-hmm. don't like that it's about like teenagers constantly having sex, constantly getting drunk and high, and hypersexualization calling... of yeah, children. Yeah, that's which how is it like felt. already a problem in this country, right? Actually. And why are we like glamorizing this more? Like, I had to hide my phone on the plane. Like, I should not be watching this. <laughs> like, there's a scene with like ten dicks in it, like just out and about, and not in like a we're all just in the locker room hanging out in like a no. It's like we're gang banging of a child who can't. Well, consent. yeah, it just like they are literally in a locker room, but there's this kid who like doesn't want to look at dicks purposely because he found his dad's porn where his dad is having sex with me like it's just crazy Mm, in the first everything yes in the first episode there is so much discomfort and like you know zendaya is beautiful and talented i think she's Mm, amazing i love her but the show just like i do not understand the hype and if it were about adults i would feel more comfortable about it but it just feels like trash yeah like Mm. it just feels hbo being gross yeah, being a, very HBO about yeah, it. Yeah, but not in like a Game of Thrones way where it's like, okay, it's adults. Yeah, like whatever. Yeah, it's like, oh, these are kids that you're making this disgusting storyline. And they use the word slut and whore so many times. Ugh. Why is this? Why, why is <laughs> yeah. everyone into this? Like, I don't like, get it. Why? Oh, so man. if you can explain, you know what? Don't even try because I've gone on Reddit and I've read all the things and I just think Are there that a lot of people who agree with you on Reddit? There are quite a few, yeah. yeah um, but there's yeah. also tons of who are like, this show's amazing in the depth that they go into, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I guess it'd be one thing if it was, like, realistic and it was, yeah. like, exploring, like, the the sadness of, like, right. that life. But it sounds like it's really over the top. Like, that really? this isn't happening. Bad things no. are happening to teenagers and this is not what the right. bad things are. Exactly. And, like, if mm. it is, like, maybe it's, like, a couple kids in the high school. It's not the entire high school at the party. <laughs> the like, high school. come on. And they on. all have glitter everywhere on their faces. Yeah, and their dads are having sex with their friends. And, like, it's just disgusting. Mm-hmm. I was mm. very uncomfortable. So there's my Gross. hot take. <laughs> I might watch it. I, it's yeah, like, watch it's, an episode it sounds, and tell me what It you seems think. really dark to me. So I'm just, that's just never what I'm into. You know? But, you know, it didn't feel the like like Breaking Bad for example which is so dark but like really well written and you're like yeah. you're uncomfortable because it's so realistic but also yeah, yeah, unrealistic yeah. and this just felt like Ugh. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I hear <laughs> no that. thanks but yeah watch okay. an episode and maybe let me know one day you think. yeah I will mm-hmm. um speaking of uncomfortable things <laughs> we always do we always do speak. We of always do. <laughs> um, I have a little news story for us. What is it? What's annoying is that I couldn't. I found this headline randomly on Reddit the other day, and mm-hmm. then I couldn't find the exact headline again. Oh, um, but I found a very similar one <laughs> from earlier in the year. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> um, and guess where our our news source comes from today? Well, West Virginia. <laughs> 
good guess. Oh, no. Uh, no coast no, to coast. No. no, that would be much more uh, realistic. No, this is from the Daily Mirror. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was like last week. Nice. Uh-huh. And I've discovered that I hate using their website. It's really bad. It's mm-hmm. hard to search. Mm-hmm. Um, but today, our news story is about a time traveler from 2028 <gasps> who says he's been alone in a post-apocalyptic world for 340 days. Oh, balls. Yeah. Oh, wait. Is this the guy who posts like TikTok yes. videos or wherever where like all the cities look empty? Yeah, they're like completely empty. Yes. You've seen this I before? I saw that. It's so creepy. I'd never seen this before. So like Haley said, yeah, it's just like Barcelona, Madrid, Sorry, this Valencia. Totally spoiled it. <laughs> no, like, no. Let me just I'm, summarize I'm in one sentence before you start talking. <laughs> and yeah, the cities just look completely empty. He's like in a museum and it's completely empty. I mean, it's pretty weird. Like, um, how does he do it? I, I don't know. I think it, it, was be- it was from like Lock downs maybe maybe and he had just like taken pictures and now is like pretending Mm -hmm. that they're now Mm -hmm. but he's Mm -hmm. also like in a museum so i don't understand how he got yeah like how do you get in a museum during lockdown unless Unless he works for the museum and he's just not telling us that he's literally a museum janitor yes and he's Um, just withholding that the original article that i read that i couldn't find again and maybe Uh someone else can find it um is someone posted this picture of the uh it's like the Statue of Liberty like burning and it's like from some bomb that's coming from China or something. And oh, the picture shit. looks so fake. <laughs> like it looks, it's just like, it like so obviously like it superimposed. Like yeah, but he like is saying like, no, this is real. Like I'm seeing it. And um, it's just so crazy to me the way people make these make narratives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I oh mean, my God, that's like, I have to leave the Facebook group for the Crescent Hotel because it's oh. like fucking ridiculous now <laughs> people are like do you see a face here in the window and it's like oh, janice God. it's not a fucking face janice. calm down you i know how badly you want to see it and i get it because i too want that but it has to be real my friend oh my it god has to be real speaking of faces this is actually more important than my news story i took this <clears> screenshot <throat> to show you on another reddit page um that <gasps> is of a face um under reddit ghosts <laughs> So the caption is, about a week ago, my little brother took a photo of his nephew's cat at our friend's house. He was going through his photos and felt sick and noticed the face above the cat to the left on the car seat. For the past hour, we've been trying to figure out what it is. It's clearly a face, no matter what. And at first I was like, this is some bullshit. What are they talking about? And then I was like, oh, God. (laughs) And it's kind of like a little weird baby face. What could it be? I don't know. I've tried to, like, analyze it multiple times to, like, under, but I don't know. You know what it is? You know what it totally is? A dead baby. (laughs) No, it's like mom put on her foundation and then like lean down oh to put baby in the seat and like squish your face on it, right? Oh my God. Dude, that's what I it is. I bet you're right. Because it's like the outline of like makeup, except the eyes though. I guess maybe she's wearing eyeshadow. And well, like it just no looks like mouth a- is that big. Oh, but she was wearing a mask maybe. No, but the <gasps> nose is showing. Yeah, and know. what about okay. the edge of her yeah very weird okay so maybe it's a ghost maybe it's a ghost baby it's like maybe weird. they, maybe they bought looking. this car seat on reddit and or not uh-huh. on reddit she's on craigslist and, and it's haunted, haunted as fuck yeah. even realize. <laughs> so um thanks to reddit ghosts for that That's wonderful amazing. little tidbit <laughs> so what do you have in store for us this oh evening my God. okay this is the thing that i am like most excited about that i've oh, spoken yes. about yes <laughs> It's the most intense. It was like one of these things where I was like, why the fuck haven't we talked about that? Oh, my God. It's really intense. I hope you don't know this story because... I hope I don't either. It's like... Ri- <laughs> oh, my God. I've heard this story a million times and I was like weeping as I was like typing Oh, my God. Do you know who Kara Robinson Chamberlain is? No. Oh, okay. 
Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! So I cannot good. wait. Oh my god! Um, I'm also really nervous because she's alive. Oh, and I'm so in like so we I could can't get sued. Fuck this up. Oh no, no, not even that. Like I don't think okay. she like she's really like lovely and chill seeming. Oh okay. But I'm like, oh my god, I have to do it right because oh you have to like, do her justice. Yeah, yeah. Like she, her story is incredible, and I can't like fuck it up. Oh my god, so, I'm so excited. Oh my god, I'm so excited too. <laughs> So this is the survival story of Kara Robinson Chamberlain and the story of how she caught a serial killer, basically. <gasps> yes. And that's I'm going to like reveal that at the beginning because it's really intense. And at times it will help you to remember like she survived. She lived. Oh, okay. She didn't die. You know? Okay, great. Thank you. I have for to that. remind myself of that, even though I like know mm-hmm. the story really well. I am um, a person, you know this, I'm a person who pauses movies when they get too intense because I can't yes. keep going. And yes. then I'll press play and then pause and play and press pause and Ben is like, stop 100%. it. hundred <laughs> percent. Or sometimes I'll watch through the reflection of the TV in the window Mm because for some reason that's easier. You know, I play games on my phone because I have to diffuse the tension. I can't look straight at the TV. I just like play games on my phone. That's why we're married. Um, Yes, exactly. And and I was thinking about like, actually, I was thinking about sort of all of that in the context of like true crime and like how Mm. do you talk about true crime without fetishizing it and like why do we talk about it and is it just entertainment? But... um, it really, and I know this to be true for other people, it makes my anxiety better, weirdly, mm-hmm. to know mm-hmm. what is out there and like oh, to yeah. know what has happened. And it makes me feel like it's less likely to happen to me, yeah. even though maybe it's not. <laughs> but like what decisions were made or, yeah. you know, like what, how to how prepare yourself. Myself. Totally. Yeah. 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 Um, so I've listened to like a bunch of podcasts about her and I've read interviews and I've watched TV shows, but then she produced, I think it was last year, produced or like assisted with the storytelling of her own story and made like a documentary, like a TV show on with oxygen. Um, So I decided I'm just going to watch that. And like, I read a few interviews with her too, but um, I wanted like it to be her own words instead of someone else's words. So nice. I was yeah. like, oh, maybe I'll re-listen to the podcast that I listened to. And then I was like, nope, I'm going to tell her story like from her, how she wants Good it to be you. told, you know? Yeah. So my sort, my main source is the TV show documentary, Escaping Captivity, the Kara Robinson story. Okay. So Kara Robinson is, was a sweet little child. She's from South Carolina. According to her parents, she was a very affectionate and beautiful child, just like oh. would light up a room so lovey and sweet i think her mom described her as squishy like just always wanting to cuddle really sweet kid um i I love this just sort of in light of what we've covered in the past aka john bonnet her mom tried to get her to do pageants because everyone talked about like how gorgeous she was like a little cherub angel and Mm -hmm. she was like no i have no interest in that as a kid god she was like and i love that her mom was like okay i respect your you know like your boundaries and you don't want to do that i'm not gonna make you right yeah go Kara. go Kara's mom she was like a huge tomboy so she was like i just want to ride motorcycles and like ride horses and like look at cars be a badass Mm -hmm. so this story takes place in the summer of 2002 right before her junior year of high school so she was 15 years old uh it's june 24th 2002 and her best friend heather had just gotten her driver's license so they were all excited because like they have independence they're gonna go Mm -hmm. do grown-up shit because heather can drive them now right so they were gonna have a sleepover at heather's house and then the next day they were gonna drive to the lake on their own and have like a lake day and they were really excited you know to do that like rite of passage as as teenagers 
So they got up that day. They were going to go to the lake. And Heather's mom said that, okay, you guys can go to the lake like grownups and you can take the car and go there. But first you have to do like XYZ chores. So you have oh, to like yeah. help with mm-hmm. these chores. You have to do your household chores. And one of the things on the list was watering the flowers in the front yard. So Kara was like, Heather, you go shower and get ready and I'll go water the flowers. So that was like, okay, very nice of her. The task, yeah. Right? Good yeah. friend. 15 minutes later, Heather gets out of the shower and goes into the front yard and the hose is laying there still oh, on God. and Kara's gone. Oh my God. Yeah. And her purse and her shoes and everything are still there at the house. Oh no. And they, they're like, you know, running around like Kara, like right. no sign of her. She's, She's gotta gone. be in the backyard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So immediately, and I love this, they called the police and reported her missing, like right away. They're like, That's she great. wouldn't take off. There's yeah, no reason for her sense. to be gone somewhere. Yeah, this mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. The hose is still running. Yeah, her shoes and, are here. Mm-hmm. And Heather was hysterical, like immediately. She knew something is wrong. Oh my God. So Kara's mom shared that she was at lunch when she got a phone call from Heather and and Heather said, um, Kara's missing. She was in the front yard and now she's gone. Oh my God. And she's like, what? What? Like, what is that? Yeah. What do you how, mean? how does, does that, that happen? Mm-hmm. It's not like she's a little kid. Like she's almost she's a 15. woman. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. So Kara's parents had just gotten a divorce a month earlier and her dad was in Georgia for work oh. at the time. So her mom called her dad and said, Kara's gone. And he said he couldn't process what that meant. And he's, what do you mean she's gone? What do you mean she's gone? And he said that people around him told him later that they like saw this moment of realization when all the color just drained from his face and he went white. Like a ghost. Right. So he just got in his truck and started driving home to South Carolina. Kara's mom said that as she was driving over to Heather's house, she knew that something bad had happened. Like she just had this deep knowing of like something is wrong. Yeah. She didn't just... She didn't just wander off. She didn't like right. go to another friend's house. She just that had bad mom feeling. intuition. Yeah, totally. I, the call was initially handled by a neighboring county sheriff's office. And I think maybe that's because that's where Heather lived, but not where the crime took place. I'm mm. not entirely sure. But um, so the sheriff come or like one of, the, I don't know, a deputy, someone, an yeah. officer comes and they interview Heather and then they talk to the neighbors. And a neighbor tells the sheriff's office that he saw Kara get into a green Trans Am <gasps> And that he didn't see anything unusual. She wasn't struggling. She wasn't yelling. Like uh-huh. nothing looked off. He just saw her get into the car and the car drove away. So right away, the sheriff's office is like, oh, she's fine. She's a runaway. Just oh. immediately. Yeah, went like, from watering the flowers to running away. Yeah, I don't she took so. off on her own free will. Like, mm. no, she wasn't screaming. She wasn't kicking. She's fine. Kara's mom gets there to the scene, to Heather's house. And the police ask her right away, do you think Kara would, would run away? And she was like taken aback. She's like, what? Like, no, my daughter wouldn't run away. What are you talking about? Like something right. is wrong here. Mm-hmm. And the Lexington County Sheriff's Office basically told Kara's mom, go home and wait for her to turn up. Oh my God. She's going to come home. Yeah. Uh. And there's nothing we can do right now. So basically just leave. So, Except search for her. You could search for her. Right. Right. Hmm. And fucking look for the green transit. Right. Pretty obvious. Pretty so, big clue there. Right. What the neighbor didn't see and what the police didn't realize is how the story took place from Kara's perspective. Oh, boy. She's outside watering the flowers. She notices a green Trans Am drive by. She's like into cars, right? So she was like, oh, oh that's a yeah. cool car. It's 2002. She's like, sweet. Yeah. That's a cool car. She notices it. She doesn't really think anything of it. And then she sees it circle back again. She's like, hmm, that's kind of weird. And then she sees it pull into the driveway. Oh no! But she's like, um, she's an innocent fifteen-year-old. Right. She's and like they live in a you know like a safe right. town. She's not like thinking anything sinister right. at this point. Just like, huh? So this guy gets out of the car and he says, "Hey, I have these magazines. Are your parents home?" <gasps> and she was like, 
oh, this isn't my house. This is my friend's house. Oh, no. And he goes, oh, are her parents home right now? And she goes, no, her mom's not home right now. But wasn't she goes, home? No, I her mom it, wasn't home. Oh, they just she told left her she had chores list. to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, she left a chore oh, list. Oh, no. So she wasn't home. I don't know if she was Always say or, they're home. Always right? say, right? yes. So that's like point number one. And yeah. like, bless her. How would you right. know? This right. guy's How like, oh, I have know? something for her parents. Right. In, uh, in, my, in magazines? In, right? You're thinking, oh, like that's their friend is coming right. to drop off some magazines that he like owes them or like, you know, something that right. he borrowed. Oh, no, oh, they're not here right now. Do you want to leave them on the porch? Whatever. He said, you know, are her parents home? And she said, no, her mom's not home right now. And he goes, can I give you the magazines? And she was like, okay, yeah. Oh and then God. she said that when she said yes, he leaned in to hand her the magazines. And right in that moment, she felt this flash of like, something's not right. She felt like a red flag. <gasps> oh my God. Like something is not right here. And at the exact same moment that she had that feeling, she felt a gun pressed to her neck. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. <sighs> he said, if you scream, I'll shoot you. You're going to oh come God. with me. Oh, I just got goosebumps all over my right? body. Right. Mm. So she Wait, had this immediate what, feeling. What would you do in that situation? Because I it's scream. like, I, I would right. absolutely scream. I would think like, now. well, I'm going to die anyway. If you like, go, like, you're... do not go to a second location. Right. No. And we know that now, right? At. But right. She, she didn't know that. Right. Especially as a 15 year old. Well, and then like a moment of panic. Right. What the fuck do you, the gun pressed to your neck? Right. It's really easy for me to say. Right. Well, I, would I would scream and I would run. Yeah. But there's no gun pressed to my neck. Right. I imagine that your survival instincts are different. Right you know, when there's a gun on your body. Yeah. Yeah. You're like doing anything you can to protect yourself. But hopefully mm-hmm. all of our researched knowledge would kick in. Right. No. Scream. I remember my mom lecturing me when I was a kid. You never go with anyone. If they yeah. say you scream, I'm going to kill you. You scream. They're going to kill you anyway. Yeah, if they take right. you somewhere else, they're going to kill you, Haley. I'm like seven. And it, yeah. seven. I'm like, <laughs> sorry, okay, mom. Okay. <laughs> but it, like, it, you know, I remember it. it. It's in there. Yeah. Oh my God, I'll do the exact same thing to Russell. Oh, yeah. Terrorize on stranger danger. I'm like, you should be afraid of everyone except for me and, and maybe your dad. Yeah, like four other people that I slept. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. So she said she felt like, okay, I just need to follow his instructions or he's going to kill me. Oh my God. So in the backseat of the car, there was a big, like she called it like a storage container. I think oh it was no. like a Rubbermaid bin. And he said, you need to get in the bin. Oh my God. So she put one leg in a time and turned around and then she was on her back in the fetal position. Oh my and God. And he set the lid on top and she no. felt him pull out of the driveway, like back oh out of my the driveway God. and start driving. Right? <sighs> Can you imagine? No. The feeling of claustrophobia. Right? <sighs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely horrible. Just so intense. She said that she thought right away, he's going to assault me. And if I don't take action, he's going to kill me. My life is going to oh be at God. risk. And she said she knew... This is why I'm going to cry like 18 times. She's such an incredible person because she knew right away that like what she needed to do to save herself. Like she just like snapped into this amazing badass like survival instinct, whatever. So she said right away she knew I need to gather as much information as possible about my surroundings if I'm going to escape from this guy. Wow. Like who thinks that? I would just be crying and I'd be like, I'm never going to see my mom again. (laughs) You know, like I wouldn't. Yeah. I would be like a, uh, yeah, I don't know. I always think about like sometimes when I'm leaving the glass studio and it's dark out and I'm on the phone Uh with Ben, Mm -hmm. I start thinking that if someone's out there to get me, I'm going to look at what they're wearing and what they're driving. And and start yelling it to Ben. Yeah, to Ben. Yeah. Immediately start screaming at him. Uh huh. Yeah. Sometimes like, especially when I lived in New York, I would, I would like call my mom and 
put in one headphone so that I was oh, like, yeah. super you know, smart. And I would just talk to her on my way mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. And I and I thought the same thing. If someone approached me, I'd be like, someone's walking up to me right now and he looks yeah. like this and he's wearing this and this yeah. is exactly where I am. Totally. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. way to go, Kara. Right. She's brilliant. Yeah. One of the first things that she locked into her brain. Oh, and the other thing that she said was she needed to gather as much information as possible so that once she escaped, she could identify him. Oh, like, badass. Fucking badass. Yeah, Kara. Right. Mm -hmm. So one of the first things that she locked in her brain was a serial number on the inside of the bin. Holy shit. She memorized it. Yeah. Wow. She said that she remembers like this whole experience, like a series of snapshots, like someone else was taking pictures and like she can see them in her brain kind of. So he drove for a while and then she felt him pull off onto the shoulder of the road and he took the lid off the container and he said, I'm going to restrain you now. And he put a gag in her mouth. And then she can remember, like she said, the next sort of snapshot image is she's in the bin she's got a rope around her feet she's got handcuffs around her wrists and there's a gag in her mouth mm-hmm. she said that she felt like the adrenaline in her body helped her remember all these details because mm-hmm. her mind her brain was so clear from just all the adrenaline pumping through her body wow. so he drove for a few more minutes and then he parked the car he picked up the container and she could feel it dragging across the concrete and then she said everything was quiet and still I just heard that sound in my head right? of like a plastic bin on concrete. Right? Like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. This is really intense. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> I it, guess but I should say also there's a content warning for sexual assault, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he opened the container and said, if you promise not to scream, I'll, I will take the gag out of your mouth. So she nodded and he took it off. Immediately, she starts surveying her surroundings and looking around the room. She was in a living room. She noticed there was a wall full of animal cages. There oh my was God. like a fish. There was a lizard. There was a guinea pig. She said With there was real at least live one animals. Bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah, God. Like just a cage. It's like a whole wall full of random animals. So he led her to his bedroom and he had one of those like tacky 90s like wolf blanket tapestries oh on the my wall. God. You know, where it looks like yes. a wolf is like howling at the moon or whatever. Mm-hmm. He said, There's two rules that you need to know. Like if you're going to be successful here, basically the first one is that I'm always going to have a gun and you need to listen to me or there will be consequences. And the second is that while you're here, you have to call me daddy. Oh my God. And she said that to this day when she thinks about him saying that she still has like a full body visceral reaction because it just was so icky. Yeah. I just had a full body visceral reaction. Right. Just like so grotesque, truly grotesque. Wow. He starts asking her questions and writing down the answers. He asked her about her family, her friends, her boyfriend. He said, do you think they miss you? Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Do you think Mm -hmm. she told the truth in her answers or do you think she made stuff up? Yeah, no. She said she told the truth, I think. And she said that in this moment when he was asking her about them, she thought, there's a very real chance that I'm never going to see any of these people again. Oh, my God. Right? Poor thing. So she started crying. And he said he told her to lay down in the bed. And she said that she felt panic because she knew it was about to happen. Oh, my God. Right. So, obviously, she was sexually assaulted. I shouldn't right. say obviously. But, like, yeah. I mean, we all know where this is going. Yeah. Creep. Mm-hmm. Creep. Wanting her to call him daddy. Old. Yeah. Yeah. She said that she shut off her brain and basically disassociated, which is, like, very yeah. common and actually a good, like, it's a good coping mm-hmm. mechanism. It's a good defense mechanism that our brains have where mm-hmm. we just sort of shut off and go somewhere else so that we're not sort of experiencing right. really horrible things and she said that there was a voice in her head that told her her options were to do what he said you know do do what you're told and escape and survive or fight him and you'll die oh my and God. she was like i just she said she strong-willed herself into remaining as calm as she could she was wow. like i just have to be calm i cannot panic or i will die 
Right. Wow. So at one point there was a gun within her reach. I think it was like on the bedside table. And she thought like, I could grab that. But then she thought like, I know I'm not going to win that fight. You know, if I reach right. for it, he's going to get it. He's going right. to get it out of my hands. And then like, shoot me. Mm-hmm. So she said basically throughout this entire ordeal, I don't know if ordeal is the right word, whatever, yeah. her entire abduction. Yeah. There was like a mantra playing over and over in her head, which was gather information, wait for him to be complacent and then escape. And she wow. said that she displayed that over and over and over in her head. Hmm. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. I, I don't think that that's how I would. Especially at 15. Right. You just 15 be like, oh, this, I guess I'm dying. I guess mm-hmm. this is it. Mm-hmm. So after she was assaulted, they went into the bathroom and he made her take a shower. And she, of course, like brilliant woman that she is, is like taking stock of everything and observing everything. So she noticed hairspray, feminine hygiene products, and a hairbrush with long red hair in it. What? So she knew like he has a wife. There's oh a my woman God. that lives in this apartment too. <gasps> and like oh that somehow God. made it feel even more gross to yeah. her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh my God. So at this point, she's been gone for about two hours. The police have listed her as a possible runaway and no one is looking for her. Like her parents are kind of like, you know, pacing and wondering what to do. But while she's stuck in this apartment with this disgusting man. Yeah. So back at the apartment, she's sitting on the couch with him and she said that it felt like talking to someone you meet on the bus. Like you're, they're just sitting next to each other and they're just talking and he's asking her questions and stuff like that. Wow. She said that she felt if she made herself as easy to get along with as possible, then maybe that's when he would let his guard down. Mm. Basically like I need to, you know, make myself really yeah. easy to get along with. I mean, to make him like me and mm-hmm. that's when he'll get complacent. That's when he'll relax and I'll have my I mean, opportunity. It's very smart. Right. So she asked him questions about himself and she said she locked away all that information. Everything that he said, she was like, smart. I will remember that. He said that when he was done with her, he would take her somewhere that she didn't know, and then he would leave her there. Mm, That was like a chance. That's what he told her. Right. Exactly. When it was time for dinner, he said to her, you're going to have to eat at some point while you're here. Just remember there are consequences if you don't do what I tell you to do. I don't know what that means. Like, oh, okay. So she said to him, "Um, is there anything that I can do to help while you're making your food? Uh Fucking smart girl. Right. I'd be like, I'd be like spitting on him. Yeah, trying fuck to you. Get a knife yeah, and like I'm not going to eat your off. shit. Yeah. Right. So he asked her to sweep the kitchen. So she's sweeping the kitchen and walks over to the fridge where she starts studying the fridge and just like looking for anything she can see. And she sees a magnet with his dentist information on it. Oh and she my that. God. Right? Genius. Like how smart is she? And he's not wearing a mask or anything. Like he's no. completely visible. No. So that's at that she's point, like, he's going to kill me. Yeah, exactly. You know? I would be like, oh, he, this is never ending well. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All the, and she said all the while, while she's walking around the kitchen, looking at the fridge, trying to memorize everything, she just keeps saying, gather information, wait for him to be complacent, escape. She's wow. just telling herself that over and over. Oh my God, I'm already crying. <laughs> but like, can you imagine? Yeah, like no. just the yeah. like strength of mind that it yeah. would take to remain that calm. No, I can't, like I can't at imagine. 15 that you've just been at raped 15, and you're in right? some freak's house. And she's like, wow. just be calm. I'm going to have my opportunity. I just need to wait for him to be complacent. Oh man. And this is an apartment, right? Yeah, this is an apartment. It kind mm. of looks it kind of looks like um like a townhouse kind of, although I don't okay. know if there's like people above him, but like it exits to the street. Okay. Okay. And the, well, it's like good. one of those huge developments where there's like a million that all look the same. Okay. You know, like you drive in and then like you're in the L parking yeah. lot and then you're in the K parking right. lot like that right. kind of thing. So then he told her that they're going to watch the news and see if anyone missed her or was looking for her. 
oh my god right like what i i, I, I guess this is part of the brainwashing yeah you know of like give it seems up like hope he has because like no one's even looking for you right like he's done this before like mm. he's got all these mm. very yeah mm-hmm. mm. yeah like textbook stuff yes right? So there's nothing on the news about her. But at this point, she'd only been missing for five hours. Right. So she wasn't surprised. And luckily, she's a clever girl. She's right. like, I've only been missing for five hours. Of course. Oh, and it's was not he trying to get to the point of like, no one misses you? No one's you. missing you. And she's wow. like, she said she never had a doubt for a second that her family and friends knew that something was wrong and that they were looking for her. Good. Which I love because they yeah, know her. It. They're like, mm-hmm. this is not normal. Yeah. She wouldn't just get in a car with someone. Right. So later that night, he takes her into the bedroom and he says he needs to make a phone call. So she needed to get back into the container so i'm pretty sure this is never made clear but i'm pretty sure he was calling his wife oh my god so he put the container on top of the bed and told her to climb in and he put the gag back in her mouth and she said after a few minutes of being back in the container she started to feel like she was suffocating she couldn't breathe so she was sobbing and she thought like i might die right now because i can't breathe there's not enough air in my mouth is like she's got a gag in her mouth right so he finally opened the lid again and um she said like she saw this flash of anger and he was aggressive it was like different you know and he was like why are you making noise so she explained i was suffocating i couldn't breathe and it sounds to me like she was having a panic attack yeah you know because Mm -hmm. she was like claustrophobic right obviously so he says oh i have something that will help your anxiety and he gives her a pill and some gatorade and tells her to swallow it so he drugs her Oh, my God. I'm assuming it was probably like Ativan. Maybe it was like yeah. a Quaalude or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, but just basically something to mellow her out and make her like not able right. to fight or, right. you know. Bend so, his will more. Mm-hmm. He continues to assault her throughout like that night. He made her watch porn and describe it to him. Oh, my like, God. Right? Like, what a creep. And she said, like, she was 15. She didn't even have words for what she was seeing. You know, and she came from a very religious household. I don't want to wow. like make an assumption about like what yeah, she no. did or didn't do as a 15 right. year old. But like, it sounds it's, like she had a, yeah. um, not like sheltered upbringing, but you know, like she wasn't out partying every night. Right. She's like, right. I don't know what. She wasn't on the cast of Euphoria. She was not in Euphoria. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of ironic that I talked about that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. This is the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's like a sweet. Yeah. A sweet girl. And she's yeah. like, I don't even know you know, like what that is or whatever. Right. Then he would ask her to do things sexually with him. And she's like, I don't, I don't know what that, I don't know how to do that. Like, I don't know what that means. I think what makes me like the most angry about this is, I mean, obviously all of it, but that like mm -hmm. you have literally just changed her sexuality for her entire life. Like she will never be the same person she was before this because you've taken that from her. Yeah. Like changed so much of her. You've taken (sighs) so much from her. Yeah. Like sex will never be something she can just discover for herself. Right. You, you did that to her. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, but she said when, when she would say like, I don't know what that is. I don't know how to do that. And she got kind of emotional. Then he would back off. Oh, really? Yeah. So she said like, at that point she thought, I think I'm, I'm gaining his trust. Oh, okay. I think he trusts me, Mm -hmm. you know, because he was like being, I don't want to say like understanding or anything, but like he would back off when she would get emotional about like, no, I don't know how to do that or I don't want to do that. What does this guy look like? I don't think we've talked about that. Is he like a, I'm just picturing like a big nasty 38 year old fat white guy. That's exactly what I picture. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 He's exactly what you picture. Okay. All right. Go on. So at this point she's been gone for about 12 hours and her dad said he was just pacing the floor saying just get out of there Kara just get out of there god like he knew and he and he said yeah I hope that we have some connection because she's my daughter and she'll hear that message yeah like can you imagine um 
and then her mom was just sitting on the couch like just sitting there waiting and eventually fell asleep sitting up because she was just like sitting there and she was like i you know eventually like my body fell asleep i didn't know what to do right her parents had been like um blowing up the phone of the detective who like they had assigned to her case and it was Mm -hmm. just going to voicemail oh my god so he's not even caring he doesn't oh my god no no they really think she's a runaway Mm. so when it was time for Kara to get ready for bed she was wearing his t-shirt like he gave her a t-shirt to wear mm-hmm. and he put the handcuffs back on her and this is the gro- one of the grossest parts to me the handcuffs that he was using were like novelty like oh, fluffy no. handcuffs yeah. oh god Isn't that so disgusting yeah, and but also like kind of good because as we'll find out that like contributes helps. to her escape okay and because do you think they those fucking were real handcuffs right were these handcuffs that he had used with his wife or things that he had bought specifically Ugh. for this who knows who knows who knows so disgusting right? oh my god so he puts the handcuffs back on her and then he had a rope coming up from behind the bed with a clamp on it <gasps> so he attached the clamp to the chain of the handcuffs and then he also put a restraint on her right leg, which was attached to the foot of the bed. So her hands are both restrained yeah. and her foot is restrained to the bed. She said because she was drugged, she fell asleep almost immediately when it was oh, time wow. to go to sleep. Even like though she it was uncomfortable. Really yeah. yeah, yeah, because he had drugged her. So she remembers opening her eyes in the morning and seeing just like a tiny sliver of early morning light coming through the window. And she had this thought like she was just hit with that was like, this is it this is your time let's go really it's time to get the fuck out of here oh mm-hmm. wow so she looked over at him and she saw that his breathing was slow and steady so she's oh like God. he's still asleep Genius. right he's sleeping so she knew that she needed to get her hands free but she couldn't reach her hand around to like unscrew the clamp uh-huh. like how i'm showing you is yeah. if anyone can yeah. see what i'm doing <laughs> Haley is reaching her hand behind her reaching, head to unscrew the clamp showing, attached to the bed the clamp. <laughs> so she like reached up with her with her mouth and used her teeth to unscrew it how? To the point where it was like loose, you know, and then used her hands to get it the rest of the way. And is also doing this silently to silently not wake while him. he's oh sleeping next to her. Wow. The screw came off. She like the clamp came off. She got the clamp loose. Oh, my God. Then she used her hands to disconnect the restraint that was on her leg. <laughs> what an idiot this rope, guy was. Right. Like, oh, my he God. Really? He's so stupid. Yeah. He's so stupid. Thank God he was so stupid. Yeah. Thank God. She was absolutely terrified, obviously, that she was going right. to wake him up because she knew like if I wake him up and it. like, that's it. Yeah. The trust is gone that, that right, exactly. he thinks we've Everything built. Everything that I've been trying yeah. to like be kind and complacent. Right. She slowly slid off oh, the side of the bed. Right. This it's is the so part where stressful. I would pause the show. Right? Yes. And then she slid one of her wrists out of the handcuffs. Fucking idiot. Using novelty, fluffy handcuffs. Right. She Fucking was able moron. to like contort her hand Thank and God. get one of her hands out. She put her shorts on and she went to the front door. Oh the my god, she was put locked. her shorts on. She like right? got dressed. I w- yeah. oh man. Right? <laughs> like, like get the fuck out. Everyone can see my coochie. Probably I don't some, care. <laughs> yeah, right? The pro- I mean probably some 15-year-old modesty right. still of like I don't want oh, to yeah. naked, you know. How did he sleep through all that though? Like did he give himself some drugs or something? He's Who just knows? an idiot. Yeah. He got complacent. Yeah. Just like really she fast. Said, the whole thing lasted 18 hours. Oh so my god. like fucking good on you, Kara. Yeah. So the deadbolt was locked. The doorknob was locked and then there was a metal accordion closet door that blocked the door from opening. So she knew like I'm going to have to push this closet door and that's going to make noise and it's going to make noise. And when and I do you open think the deadbolt, he, it's going to make noise. He put the door there for noise. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or he's just an idiot and it was open. Yeah. 
So she said, I know that I'm going to have to make noise and it's going to have to be very quick all at once as I start running. Oh like my it God. has to be immediate. Right? <laughs> like my heart is pounding even though I know yeah, exactly I know, what happens. I know. So she put her hand on the knob and she was like, okay, this is my moment. She turned the knob, closed the closet door and at the same time flung the door open and ran out. Oh and she my said God. her peripheral vision was a blur. She was like, I'm not looking behind me. Good for her. Shoot me in the back. I'm not looking. I'm running. Like I'm Good getting out job, of here. Good job, Kara. Oh my God. So she runs outside. She sees a car driving across the parking lot and just runs straight up to it and waves them down and waves them down. And there were two men in the car. And she said, I was kidnapped by the man in that apartment. And the man driving the car goes, what do you want me to do? (gasps) And she said, take me to the police station. Oh, my God. So she gets in the back seat and away they drive. Holy shit. She's out of the apartment. Like the rare, like this never happens you never get out right oh my god from the perspective of this police officer it's the morning of june 25th richland county police officer is sitting in his office and he just like sees movement and he sees a kid run in and kara walks up to his desk holds up her wrist with a handcuffed oh my god and goes i was kidnapped and i escaped holy shit and he's like what the fuck oh my god like that image of her in his yeah. t-shirt with no shoes on and her right. shorts and just this fucking fluffy handcuff hanging off her wrist. At first they didn't like, they didn't not believe her, but they were like, what? what? Like right. what? Like what is too happening? hard like to you believe. said, this never happens. And like, what is going on? Right. So, but he like realizes. Oh, this is this, real. This girl's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. So immediately he calls in a detective and this detective comes in, like races in there and sits down and says, tell me exactly what happened. Like, tell oh me everything. God. So Kara's mom gets a call from the Richland County Sheriff's Department and the guy says, is this Kara Robinson's mom? And she oh my says, God. yes. Oh, she's he probably says, expecting the worst. Oh right? my God. He says, we have your daughter. And she goes, is she okay? And then he says, yes. And she can hear Kara in the background. Oh my God. <sighs> so she puts Kara on the phone and she goes, mama, come get me. Oh my God. Right? Like, can oh you imagine as a mother, no. that feeling? No. No. And as a daughter, that feeling of like, yeah, oh my like, God, my mom is going to come get me. I'm going to, yeah. I'm okay. I'm alive. I'm, I'm safe. This. Right. Oh I made God. it. So her mom obviously hops in the car. Like, right. Immediately ass. And speeds there. And while they're waiting for her mom to get there, the detective asks, will you ride back over there with me and try to identify the apartment? <gasps> oh my God. Fucking badass. Yeah. Like, yep. Oh yeah, my I God. will. Way to go. Like, she's just escaped and she gets back into a police car to and go back, back to, to the exact place. scene of the crime. Oh my so God. So the man who had picked her up told the police exactly like where, the, where he had picked her up in the complex. But they arrive at the complex and she like she had tunnel vision. She didn't see anything when she left. Right. She right. just got the fuck out of there. She realizes there's she like know the apartment. dozens and dozens of apartments that all look exactly oh, the same. No. And they're like, she goes, I have no clue. I have no idea which one I came out of. So they're driving around the, dep- the apartment complex, just like kind of trying to see. Right. And the detective knows, I guess he's like familiar with the area. And he knows that like these sort of apartment complexes in this area have like maintenance managers who drive oh, around uh-huh. in golf carts because like the property is so big that oh, they yeah. just have little golf carts. So they drive mm-hmm. around in all day. I so worked in an apartment the guy. complex like that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I was a leasing agent. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so they see the guy in the golf cart. And they like wave him over and, um, and they're like, can you help us find this person we're looking for? And Kara starts describing everything that she'd stored in her head. Oh my God. He's a white guy between 30 and 40. He lives with a woman who has long red hair. He has animals in his apartment. And the maintenance manager immediately is like, oh yeah, that's the guy in 301. That's apartment (gasps) 301. Like done. Right. 
the detective said he wanted to get officers like right away to the manager's yeah. office to find out who leased 301 and they wanted to go to the apartment but he was like we need to get Kara back because her mom is going to be there any minute and like she Good. doesn't need to be here for this yes. and she's still in his car like oh my can God. you imagine this 15 year old so meanwhile Kara's <sighs> mom had shown up at the police station and Kara wasn't there oh my she's God. like I'm here to get my daughter and they're like she's not here and her mom's like what the fuck do you mean yeah. she's not she here? just called me on the phone right she's like oh starting God. to lose it and she said I was just about to get belligerent <laughs> when she turns and Kara walks through the door oh it's like a movie I just got goosebumps oh right? my god and her mom said that Kara walked in like she saw like nothing had happened she just walked in like normally and then she saw her and then she just like fell apart and became a 15 year old again oh my it was god. like okay now I can I'm be a kid again right oh my god because my mom is here and like I'm safe and it's okay well, can you fucking imagine no I can't so police go back to the apartment and they know there's only one way in. There's only one entrance and they're unsure if he's left yet. So they go knock on the door. No one answers. Maintenance has a key to get in. So they go into the apartment with guns drawn, like just in Good. case. And he's not there. Well, at least but they were able to see about all one the things, thing. right? They were able to see all the things that Kara had identified, like the pets, the wolf blanket on the wall, wow. like the way that she described the apartment was all just, you know, as she to the said. T. Yeah. Right. So Kara said the next thing that she remembered was being in the car on the way to the hospital because they have to do a sexual assault yeah. examination, Aww. you know, right away. And her mom said that she remembered asking her questions, but also like she didn't want to know the answers because yeah. she said, I didn't want to know that my child had been violated like that. I didn't want to imagine. Know, I didn't want to believe it to be true. Right. Mm -hmm. So they get to the hospital. Kara's going through, you know, like they're examining her, doing whatever another deputy came in and asked for more information about her captor and her mom said that she's sitting there listening while Kara recited the dentist's name address and oh phone number my God. from the magnet on the fridge and then she said and he's married and his wife has long red curly hair and her mom is like how do you know all this? how do you know all that you 15 year old child how oh do you know God. all that right so they started asking her questions about the assault and she turned and she said mom do you mind to leave you know, oh, I don't want she didn't want yeah. to put her through that. Right. Oh, my God. Like, how amazing that she wanted to protect the people around her yeah. from that. And yeah, she what a said, strong woman. Right. She said that when she thinks back to what happened to her, there's she's had very little emotion regarding it all because of, you know, her brain's coping mechanism to mm -hmm. disassociate. And so at that time, she said, like... um, I was more concerned about protecting the people around me because I knew that they would be really upset if they heard what happened. And wow. I had already kind of shut Dealt that with, off. Wow. So I just didn't want them to have to hear that. As a 15-year-old, you know. Yeah, like, that, talk about emotional maturity. Right? So considerate and mature. Yeah. Um, and her mom said that it became very evident to her very quickly that the child that came back was not the same child who was taken. Oh, God. You know? Yeah. So... By the middle of that day, they had obviously a very heavy police presence at the apartment complex. Their next step was to get a positive ID just to confirm like this is, you know, the guy who rented this apartment is the guy who took her. So they pulled his driver's license and then they matched it up with five other people who looked like him just to like present that oh, yeah, photo line up to Kara. Mm -hmm. And immediately she picked him out. Like, wow. Yeah. Not even a question. So his name was Richard Mark Ivonitz. I'm going to look him up. And... Immediately, police put out a bolo for him. 
They confirmed that he was married to a woman with long red hair, just like Kara had already figured out. He drove a green Trans Am. They knew that the Trans Am was like he was driving it, as well as a green Taurus. Oh, God. So um, look at this nasty. Isn't he so? Just exactly who you would picture. Just exactly who you would picture. Disgusting. Just gross. Yeah. Just gross. So with all of this information, they were able to secure a search warrant. This is so crazy to me, but I guess it makes sense. After they bust into his apartment looking for him, they can't touch anything or look at anything because they need a warrant. I'm like, oh. he literally is her, it, yeah. right? Is her word like I just came out of that apartment and he just not warrant me enough? Is not enough. Yeah, I think I that warrants an inspection, <laughs> right? <laughs> a thorough search. Yeah. Oh, so thankfully, because of all of that, they were able to get a search warrant. So they go back yeah. to the apartment. In the bedroom, they found a revolver in the nightstand. They found lots of quote unquote sexual toys, as the detective described it. Hmm. So he had sex toys. Kno- yeah. Things. Yeah. Uh, in another context not gross in this context right gross gross. yeah and then in the corner of the bedroom they found a big footlocker which i had to google because i was like footlocker is a shoe store (laughs) 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 i like i knew that i knew that it was a thing but i didn't know is it like a chest like yeah so basically it's like a big box yeah and they were mostly used in the military and they were kept at the foot of your bed so that's Uh why it's called a foot locker Uh, it's a little locker at the foot of your bed Mm -hmm. there's your (laughs) trivia for today i didn't know that (laughs) so it was locked but the detective was like as we all know these things are very these locks are very easy to pick i was like we did not all know that i didn't (laughs) didn't know what a foot locker was (laughs) next time i see a foot locker i'll be able (laughs) to break into it (laughs) so they um they like broke open the lock or whatever and opened it up and inside found some, he said, very disturbing things. Oh no. So they found women's underwear. Oh no. They found newspaper clippings of young women who, <gasps> the same age as Kara, who had been abducted and killed oh, no. in Spotsylvania, Virginia, like a number of years before. Yeah. Oh so no. So one girl was named Sophia Silva. She was 16 years old when she was abducted and killed in 1996. She went missing on her way home from school and she was found a few weeks later in a river. <sighs> They were unable to determine her cause of death because of the decomposition of her body. Oh, my God. They're like really um, and um, like the documentary goes into the stories of all these girls. We don't have enough time to do that. Yeah. But I think um, like, I don't know, I feel bad because their stories matter and are valid and all right. that, you know, but um, totally. So like I w- would highly recommend that anyone watch this documentary. It's really, really yeah, good. I'm going to. Um, but one like kind of really heartbreaking detail that stuck out to me about Sophia Silva's case the other kids in her school said that she was like infamous for wearing purple all the time everyone knew that her favorite color was purple and when she went missing that was one of the details they said that her fingernails and her toenails were purple that was like one of the things to look for and when they found the body in the river um one of the detectives showed up and her body was wrapped in like a moving blanket Uh and he said he could just see feet with purple toenails sticking out the bottom so that's how he knew it was her isn't that just heartbreaking so sad they have found another clipping about two sisters named Kristen Lisk and Katie Lisk, who were also from Spotsylvania, Virginia, who went missing in 1997. And they also went missing on their way home from school. They he took, took the school two bus. girls from one yeah, family. Sisters. Yeah. Oh, my God. They like took the bus home or walked home. I think it was took the bus home and then walked the rest of the way from school every day. And then mm-hmm. they called their dad every day when they got home mm-hmm. and they didn't call that day. And so he was calling the house and calling the house and calling the house and then became really worried. So he drove home and their books were on the front porch, their bags, but they weren't anywhere. You couldn't so find them. So had they gotten home and then he took them from yeah. there? Oh yeah. my God. 
So he five, loved taking people from por- front porches. Right, right. That's his MO. Mm. So five days later, someone in a canoe noticed something strange in one of the rivers in Spotsylvania, and it, w- it was the bodies of both girls. Wow. So in a matter of eight months, three young girls had been murdered in that town. So Kara would have ended up in a body of water somewhere mm-hmm. if she hadn't mm-hmm. run away. So all three girls were missing their shoes, bras, and underwear. And they found underwear in this bin, in this footlocker. She's not only like a hero and a badass for rescuing herself, but for like outing this serial killer and bringing comfort to these families who didn't know what happened. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. So the FBI was involved in the Spotsylvania um, like murders and they had already determined that the killer was the same person because they found like carpet fibers oh, in the yeah. like w- w- with the bodies like in mm-hmm. in all three of the cases like so forensic files person. shit yes mm-hmm. exactly and so the detectives who are going through this footlocker like realize right away obviously he's involved in these cases and obviously Kara if if Kara hadn't escaped she would have been killed for yeah. sure yeah he right? had no intention of letting her go no they also found notes with addresses and descriptions of two young girls in the in the same area where Kara lived. So he oh. had already picked out future victims. Too. Oh my gosh! So she right? saved them. So she brought justice to these girls with unsolved murders, and she literally saved future girls. She oh saved herself, goodness. and she saved how many? Like how many yeah. girls did she save? Right. She could have saved dozens. Yeah, and it's it's like thought that he could have been he could have killed even more than that yeah. they just don't have the evidence to tie him you right. know um there's a pretty good chance that that wasn't his first go of it you know right mm-hmm. wow so Kara talks about leaving the hospital knowing that he wasn't in his apartment and he and the police didn't know where he was and how like she wanted to feel relieved and safe but also right. like her cap can you loose, yeah right? She and really he wanted... knows where your friend lives because that's right. where he took you from. Like right. all the thoughts yeah, like that he knows going about you, head. he could find you. Right, right, terrifying. very easy. She said that she really wanted to continue with her normal life. Like she didn't want people to treat her differently. She didn't want everyone to treat her like she was made of glass. She didn't mm-hmm. want to think about it. She didn't want to talk about it, which is a very, very normal trauma response. Yeah, you know. And actually, in this case, I think it's very protective because her fifteen-year-old brain would not have the ability to deal with all of that in the right. same way that her adult brain now does, right. you know? So the idea of sort of compartmentalizing it, um, I don't think it's the most maladaptive thing, you know? I don't think that's a bad thing to yeah. sort of... Put it away for a later time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely a way, obviously, like trauma-informed therapists can work with someone through trauma at a young age. But I... Um, so I don't think that like compartmentalizing things is maybe the ideal thing. But in her case, I don't think it was a bad, you yeah. know defensive coping mechanism it makes sure. sense that her brain would be like no i just want to be normal this yeah. happened to me it's not going to define me i just want to feel normal life again yeah how strong of her to be able to right. do that right so her mom talks about how devastating it was to watch because she went from this really loving affectionate cuddly cozy person to like she did not want to be touched oh she really didn't want to be touched by anyone oh. she didn't hug her parents it makes sense right because right. her bodily autonomy was so violated yeah. she's like don't touch no me. one touch me it's not wow. safe yeah and then this one of the saddest things was that her dad talked about how she'd always called him daddy yeah. Oh, and she came no. home from her abduction and started calling him dad. Oh. And he said it broke his heart, but he knew like yeah, something she needed. Something, yeah, something happened. happened. She never said this is why, but she yeah. just stopped calling him daddy, which is oh, so sad. That like 
What a monster. It's like every part of her is affected by this. Yeah, every you know, part. By this monster. And her family and friends. Like, he's affected so many people. Right? So the detectives there in South Carolina called the Spotsylvania law enforcement and told them what they had found. And they found, like, a whole bunch of similarities between the cases. And then they discovered that Richard Mark Ivonitz the 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 bad guy yeah had owned a home in that area oh between my 1996 and 97 oh, makes and they sense. said i'm pretty sure they said in the documentary that they had looked at like 12,000 leads or something insane like that and he had never once been on any of their How? lists so they literally would not have caught him if it weren't for kara wow. he wasn't even on their radar it's almost like the voices she was hearing were like the voices of his past victims like right. go 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 get out of right. here like get they were helping her yeah mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. As they continued their search of his apartment and going through all the stuff, because they just like took stuff out of his apartment yeah. and like slowly sorted through it. They found videotapes that he'd taken of himself. Oh, no. Masturbating and fantasizing and talking about the crimes that he'd committed. Oh, my. What a fucking moron. Right? Like, you stupid admit and, like, to it on so tape? gross. Like, oh, my God. And like, why would he film it so he could watch it again and masturbate like to himself? Like you said, sadistic and disgusting. Like, and so gross. I need to drink some of my IPA after hearing that. <laughs> Please mm. drink. Please do. Ugh. So they put out a nationwide bolo at that point. Like, that, you know this is definitely the guy and this is all happened like within a like a number of days wow like, within a Moved couple days fast. they put this all together and he's on the run and they're trying to find him during the investigation they located his wife who was at disney world with his <gasps> mother They'd his mother nef- with his mother they had taken oh a nephew god. to disneyland or disney world on vacation oh my god so, the so what did she t- say when they, they told to his her. wife he's suspected of, of abducting and raping a young girl and his wife was absolutely shocked Oh my she God. said she hadn't spoken to him. They were returning the next day. They would come in right away to be interviewed. So she was very cooperative. Wow. The detectives knew that often fugitives will go to family members, right? Because they have mm-hmm. nowhere else to go. So they found his mom's house. And they go to his mom's house. They find the green Trans Am in her driveway. <gasps> and they find out that bitch. he had used his mom's car to abduct Kara. He wasn't oh there. My that was God. his mom's car. Yeah. So again, like they were worried he was going to come out guns blazing. No one was in the house. There was nothing relevant to the case in the house. He just used his mom's car while she was at Disney World. What a to little bitch. Like, ugh, ugh. Did his, was his mom willing to testify too? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the next day they return from Disney World and they come in right away and meet with investigators. And they said, like they kind of shared a little bit about his upbringing. They said he had a really messed up upbringing. Um, he was using drugs and like burglarizing homes by the time he was 12 Ugh. he would then he would join the navy of course mm-hmm. and he had an ex-wife in california who provided a lot of information to the detectives about like the sexual activities that he was into mm. which was like violence bondage punishment mm. like he was into all of that mm-hmm. which uh, we've said before right it's consensual Consent. and everyone's right. a consenting adult you know kink yeah. your heart out good for you He wasn't going about it in the healthy way. No, no. No. And what's crazy is that his current wife had no idea that he was into really. So I wonder. This is just me guessing that Mm -hmm. it had affected negatively his first marriage, and maybe, or maybe he just didn't think that his new wife would be into it. And so So instead of that, yeah, he hid that and then took it out on. Do you, you know, know were any of the girls who were murdered murdered during the marriage to his first wife, or was it only once he started? I th- I think it wasn't. Yeah, I think okay. he wasn't with her. So because... once he started like hiding that part of himself, yeah. then he just yeah. oh my yeah. god. Yeah, and I wonder if like 
you know, they talk about that kind of slippery slope mm-hmm. of like, um, it's kind of like the cannibal cop. You can't arrest someone for like having kinks, having right. thoughts, whatever. Right. But does there get, is there a point when that becomes something else? And for right. like probably 99.9% of people, there isn't, right? Like people who are into BDSM, whatever, yeah, can be can have that kink satisfied with other consenting adults, right? And, you know, but then there's like that like sliver of people right. who it just leads to something worse mm-hmm. because yeah. it's like part of a grosser. They're trying to find a way to satisfy a grosser right, this more desire. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He had a sister, and she was kind of reluctant to cooperate at mm. first. I don't know if she just didn't want any, any part of it or what. Yeah. But over time she started opening up. Over time as in like over a couple of days, she started mm-hmm. opening up and she shared that he called her while he was on the <gasps> run. And he said, "I've done some terrible things." And he was at a motel about an hour from Columbia, South Carolina. So he was an hour away. So they rushed to the hotel. He's not in the room. Of course. And um his sister said that he was in his Ford Escort at the time, which had belonged to his wife, and it wasn't in the parking lot of the hotel. So they're like, he's already left here. Yeah. Like, he's on the run. He's somewhere he's else. He's a slippery little fucker. Mm-hmm. So he had another sister in Orlando, and I guess he called her, and she convinced him to meet her at an IHOP. So they informed the FBI in Orlando. Oh, good. And local law enforcement, and they were all ready and, like, prepared, like, Way in go, ghost sis. cars or whatever. Mm-hmm. So when Ivonitz drove through the parking lot of the IHOP, he just like had a weird feeling and got spooked and took off. Oh my gosh. So then there's a high speed chase. Holy shit. Law enforcement are chasing him. At one point it was 120 miles per hour. Wow. Officers blew out his tires with a spike strip. Oh, so finally his, right. Love it. So his cars come to a stop. Like he's finally going to meet his, um, his maker, you know. <laughs> right? <laughs> like meet fucking justice, like, right? Meet, you know he's gonna have meet to be the for fist his of justice, right? <laughs> yeah. Elise shakes her fist at the yes. camera <laughs> angrily with defiance. Yeah. So a canine officer approaches his car, and as they approach his car, he pulls out his gun, puts it in his mouth, and kills himself. No, right? No, right. And this is maybe the most badass part of the whole story. Kara said that when she found out that he killed himself, she was so angry because she said, all I want to do is sit across from him in a courtroom, look him in the eyes, and know that picking me was the greatest mistake he ever made. Yes. What a badass bitch. But also, fuck that. I'm so mad that he bitched out. Because he couldn't imagine being imprisoned, which is what he fucking did to countless young women. Right. You literally imprisoned. Oh, my God. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like Ariel Castro, the guy who had all those girls in his house. Yeah. And as soon as he was arrested, he killed himself. I'm like, oh, you can't handle being... You can't can't imagine being put into a box in the back of a car with a gag in your mouth? Fucker. Holy shit. But I'm also glad that the world is rid of him. Yeah. Good riddance. And I'm glad we're not paying tax dollars to keep him alive in a prison. True, 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 true. Good point. So despite the fact that he died, they continued their investigation, mm-hmm. like, of everything. And eventually they found the fingerprints of Kristen List in the trunk of his car. Oh, How? God. Like, seven years later, right. I don't know. But um, a couple months after her escape, Kara was able to go to Virginia and meet with the families of the girls that he had killed. Oh, my and, God. Like, isn't that beautiful? What an inspiration. And just have this really, like, special Bond. sort of... Yeah, yeah, where, like... And they thanked her for, like escaping so right. that they could have justice and know who killed their daughters and closure right 
Wow. And then this is like really cool too. They had offered a hundred and fifty thousand dollar reward for the capture or like information leading mm-hmm. to the, you know, um, prosecution of of the murderer. Yeah. And they decided to give it to Kara. <gasps> Oh, I just got chills all over oh, my that's body. So, great. so there's like a photo of her holding up one of those like oh, big giant like, life-size checks. checks. Yeah, oh. as like a sweet little, you know, 15-year-old. Yeah. But um, I just love that. I yeah. just think that's really, that's a nice thing for everyone involved, you know? You know, also like the untold victims of these tragic stories like this are like the the wives and the family of this disgusting person like imagine like that you think you know your I always think about that that you think you know your spouse and then this crazy shit comes out and you're like who have I been laying next to in bed for the last five years with this footlocker in our bedroom full of videotapes of of his masturbation oh my god Uh, like what would that do to her her. yeah like how could you ever trust someone again how could you ever get married again without being like are you a serial killer like literally guilty like i should have seen signs like i should oh i'm sure you would even though it's not warranted like i'm sure you would you know you'd be like replaying so much in your head of like oh when i went out of town that one time and he called me and it was weird or whatever like yes oh totally so sad for everyone involved except for him it's not sad for him it's sad for Mm -hmm. everyone else everyone else literally everyone else yeah um one of the detectives who'd worked on kara's case just felt like really compelled to meet her and thank her and just like reassure her that like you know, like you did, you did everything, yeah. like you did it, you know? And so, um, they met and she said that like, she felt like a survivor when he was Aww. talking to her, you know, like I feel like yeah. a strong survivor. So they kept in touch over the years. She went off to college. She kept in touch with him and they had this really special bond and she told him that she wanted to work with kids. So she went and worked for the sheriff's department. <gasps> I was going to say, I murder. hope she becomes uh-huh. like. A- and then she became she went to the police academy and yes. she became a school resource officer. Oh, my God. Isn't that so cool? I was then, going to say, I wish she would become like a criminal de- you know, person. Right. Like, something. Just, something yeah, to like continue with something. justice. She obviously has the brain for it, for remembering oh details. God. Right. Holy cow. I heard this story. I think it my favorite murder this is when i first heard her story like years ago uh-huh. um my favorite murder covered it and then it was one of those ones where like i went back and listened to it again a year later just uh-huh. because it was like so incredible powerful. and yeah. just like yeah powerful and just like it really impacted me mm-hmm. and i remembered it and i wanted to hear it again because it made me feel a lot of things but yeah. like happiness at, in the end you know of, right like just like so in awe of her and I think it was in their podcast where they talked about how when she's in the academy no one knew who she was like her story mm-hmm. and they studied her story as like a case <gasps> example of like the history and she's of crime a or whatever. student in and the she's class she's a student in this oh class and they're talking God. about this abduction blah, blah 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 and then at the end they all find out that was her that was this girl that's in our class isn't that amazing yeah she's like oh actually that was me yeah i lived through that hey no big deal oh Mm -hmm. my gosh Mm -hmm. so nowadays she is uh like a motivational speaker i don't Uh know that feels like such a cheesy title but you know what i mean she shares her story with like the thought or sort of the intention of empowering people yeah and um empowering other survivors this is from her I think this one is from her website. Following the identification and death of her captor, Kara realized that she survived for a very specific purpose, to spread hope and encouragement to other survivors, to remind them that they are not alone, that they can heal and they are stronger than what happened to them. 
that we are who we are because of what happened, but we are not defined by it. Kara currently uses her experience as well as years of work in law enforcement to speak to groups around the country. She tells her story, helps educate those who work with victims, and empowers individuals to be the best versions of themselves they can be regardless of their past. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So she's friends with Elizabeth Smart. You know the Oh, Mormon yeah. Oh, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had this feeling and I guess like they were talking about it and Elizabeth Smart was like you have to tell your story like you need to and like don't let someone else do it you have to do it and that's why um, then Elizabeth Smart like paired her with his production team and all of the people and like connected them so that she could make this documentary and like tell her story herself isn't it so weird how even out of like despair and this horrible thing that's happened to you, you can find community and mm-hmm. like people that you can befriend because yeah, like of this other survivors. horrible thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you wouldn't think that friendships would be born from something so bad, right? but like you have to be able like to this talk beautiful to someone. way for them to support yeah. one another and like understand each other in right. a unique way that no one else yeah. on this earth can understand. Yeah. No one. Uh-huh. So she's like um, famous on TikTok and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I follow her on Instagram and she... um, How old is she? Like about? Let's see. She was 15 in 2002. 2002. She was born in 1987. So she's 34. She's the same age as Oh, she's young. Yeah. She's young. Yeah. It's like not that long ago. No. She's married. She has two sons and she's very into fitness as like her mental health yeah care being strong in her body helps her be strong in her mind so she i don't know she's just like the best person to follow on instagram because it's always like motivational sounds so cheesy but like she's always sharing the lessons that she learns you know more like an empowerment speaker yes yeah Mm. yeah totally like she's very empowering and she'll be like oh i'm noticing that like this is the ways that i like stored my trauma and Mm. now i'm like reconnecting with my emotions in my 30s and realizing that like i turned off my emotions and just like it's really cool that she's sharing how she's working through that because even though you know, obviously, like not, that this hasn't happened to either of us. Everyone has experienced right. traumas Trauma. or like things that they need to process. So mm-hmm. the fact that she's sort of sharing her learning experience is really cool. And she's just like so badass. And I'm such a fangirl. She has like uh, canine dogs, but I think maybe they're like emotional support mm-hmm. dogs. And one of her dogs is about to die. Like they were, Aww. they was, they had like scheduled his euthanasia but then he kind of rallied but Mm. during that time she like posted something about it and i then it was a few days after stella had died and so i sent her a message just like you know i like i replied to her instagram story like you know we went through the exact same thing last week and i just want to send love because it's so fucking hard basically and she replied (gasps) to my instagram story and i was like you're like my hero and I'm fangirling right now. Like I can't believe I like had an interaction with you. (laughs) I love that. She's just so amazing and incredible. Way to overcome man. Right. Like to just turn that around and like, yeah, she literally saved lives, like brought justice to families and continues to bring justice in other ways. Like it's amazing. And just like has turned her life into this like learning experience for the rest of us kind of, which I'm well, and what's crazy is like, you have to wonder, I mean, if that hadn't happened to her, she likely wouldn't have gone into law enforcement. She wouldn't have gone into, you know, helping other people in this way. Yeah. yeah, It's just a crazy, it's a life is crazy. Yeah. Life is crazy and she's badass. (sighs) Yeah. So follow her. I will. Yeah. yeah. What's her Instagram? Her Instagram is. So she was Kara Robinson when this 
story took place because she was a kid, mm-hmm. but now she's married, obviously. So now her name is Kara Robinson Chamberlain, and her Instagram is just Kara Robinson Chamberlain. Well, I'm so glad we know her story. It's, yeah, isn't that insane? It's beautiful. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. It's, it should be more well-known, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, it's such a rare outcome for stories yes. like that, you know? And, like, it's, so many learning, like, yeah. things to take from that, you know? It like, makes me, when you were explaining the things that she, you know, did when she was in captivity, like, the things she picked up on and stuff, I kind of thought, like, she should teach a class on things. And then I'm like, well, how fucked up that we need classes to teach mm-hmm. us what to do if we're kidnapped. Like, mm-hmm. our k- kids shouldn't have to do that. But, like, it's right. the sad reality of what could happen, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's that that maybe, like, parents need to know. Parents need yeah. to listen to what people like her say. And then mm-hmm. we need to teach that to our kids. Right. For sure. Yeah. Like, always be aware of your surroundings. Look for any clues, identifiers, et cetera. Never go to a second location. No, never. Oh, man. I can't yeah. imagine that feeling of your kid being, oh, it's just. Right? It's the worst nightmare. <sighs> the worst. I remember Lily was missing for a day. Oh, God. She got, she was out on the road and someone picked her up and then we made <gasps> flyers. And, you know, she was back. I think it was within a day. But just yeah. that day of like, it's like searching for a needle in a haystack. Like, where yes. where could like, she be? Like, where, it's just so helpless. You just where do so I even helpless. begin? Like, do I go door to door? Do I drive mm-hmm. all over the city? Like, and by the time mm-hmm. I drove here, she could be back here. And like, where do you, what do you do? Yeah. It's just horrible. Yeah, I can't imagine it. No. Well, that was uh, incredible and inspiring Crazy. and sad and scary. And thank you for sharing. All the things. Yeah. All the things. Yeah, it's like the most intense thing that I've shared, I feel like. I think it's maybe the most tense thing we've talked about. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm um, really glad that you prefaced it with prefaced she it with lives. She survives. <laughs> yeah. Right? You have to, it's like every time I hear her story, I have to keep reminding myself. Like I watched the documentary. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, how does it end? Oh my God. My I'm on her Instagram so right I'm now. Like, it's she's fine. She's literally taught. She's a talking head in the documentary. I know she survived. <laughs> but it's so stressful. Yeah. I can feel it. Like I can picture it, you know? Yeah. Obviously, what? I can't feel it. Cause right, right. Thank God. But, you know, like <laughs> yeah. my heart's like racing and it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, it feels so real. What was the name of the documentary again? Escaping Captivity, the Kara Robinson story. Ugh. I think it's on Hulu, maybe. Okay. Oh, great. Yeah. Wow. Well, Wildly. don't accept na- or magazines from strangers. Yeah. Just like fucking all strangers are garbage. Yeah. Your neighbors, I don't care. They could be murderers. Yep. Grocery store person checking Murders. you out. Don't be kind to them. Mm-mm. They're a stranger. Mm-hmm. You know. Stranger uh, danger. Girl, Girl Scouts selling cookies. <laughs> fuck them. Murderers. They Tiny are murderers. strangers. <laughs> All, yeah, exactly. Even better cover. Least expect it. Yeah. 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 I Trust felt like no I, I couldn't really give a lot of like funny commentary because there was like I know, nothing right? funny. This is our, <laughs> so least sorry. Funny episode. <laughs> All I could do is go, oh, no. Oh, right? mm. oh no. Oh, oh God. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear. <laughs> but these stories need to be told so that we can 100%. protect ourselves. Yep. Yep. Thank you, Kara, for your lessons. Just being the best person on earth. She's going to think I'm a stalker. <laughs> I will give you your healthy space, Kara. I just love you. <laughs> just watch you from afar. <laughs> <laughs> That's worse. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, mm. should we have some little treats? Let's have something sweet now. So, 
the things required for tonight's treat Ooh. are love oh, a little bit of um oh god my brain is dead a delicacy no <laughs> no a little bit of um god what is the word when you just okay, disc- when you're you, you convenience no um push something off procrastination yeah a little yeah. bit of procrastination a little bit of getting in at 2 a.m last night from a flight a little bit of mm-hmm. forgetting and then just a dash of <laughs> mm, no one will care <laughs> yeah. and we no arrive at a delicious store-bought <laughs> <laughs> raspberry shortbread that i cut into <laughs> tiny circles <laughs> I love it. So, we keep things genuine here. We do. You know, I, I, I'm not going to lie. For a split second, I was like, well, I could just lie and tell everyone I made it. And then I was like, no, they should know that they we are know hot messes. Our shit stinks, too. <laughs> yeah. They know that. Um, this is but, us role modeling vulnerability. Yes. yes. A fun yeah. tip. If you want to make <laughs> tiny little circles out of a bar of raspberry shortbread things. What do you do? Um, I have like a really big metal um, piping tip oh uh-huh. and it's and you just, just like yep, stamped it. just stamped it out Perfect. and it looks believable so totally. i never know yep they're just Where are these you know from? some thrift way <laughs> <laughs> it was a struggle because i was like looking at what little desserts they had and like all the little ones are like you have to buy a bunch of them and i was like well i don't mm-hmm. need like a ton of these in my house no and That's so then the last they, thing we need right or the things that you can buy in a small amount are gluten-free and i'm like yeah sorry no. but fuck no right also absolutely one, not one of the things that i saw was like cinnamon rolls and i was like but i actually want to try making those like i yeah, don't yeah, want to yeah. just like make, yeah we don't want to waste cinnamon these, rolls right exactly and i do think we could make that like you'd have to like just put a little jelly and like make a crumble and a shortbread so it's totally. doable but uh, it wasn't this evening, so <laughs> <laughs> those are your ingredients, folks. Amazing, good. Thriftway does. Thriftway knows what they're doing. Thriftway does the business. <laughs> Lisi does the business. This week, Lisi did not. Lisi did no, other business. Lisi did not do that business. Lisi did. Uh, yeah, Lisi did some more important business, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. we'll get to in a moment. In just a minute. <laughs> first, I'll first I'll ask you. If oh. Please tell us more depressing things. <laughs> Let's just about. dive right back into it. <laughs> just a, a moment of levity, and now, mm-hmm. um, well, I was going to say luckily, but it's not lucky. It's bad, but mm. there's not a lot to say, um, which is lucky for us, so we don't have to get too luckily depressed, for us so that we don't have com- like com- grief right. overload. But. We're not just going to fall into a black hole of sadness. I but, might anyway, but probably right, not from and that's this fine. Yeah, just from everything else in the world. <laughs> yeah. So. This is another case in Florida, a missing woman. Um, her name, I'm going to mispronounce this, uh, Hanul O. It's spelled H-A-N-E-U-L. So I don't know if that's Hanul, Hanul. Hanul, yeah. Yeah, maybe Hanuel. That sounds right. Um, and her last name is O, O-H. She mm-hmm. went missing from Davie, Florida. She's 22 years old, and she was last seen um, on December 20th, actually. Oh, no. Yeah, so this is pretty old. It's a long so, time ago. Um, she was missing in South Florida, and they deemed the disappearance suspicious, but they haven't elaborated on they didn't that say whatsoever. Why. Oh, no, not at all. She may be traveling in a gray 2005 Toyota Corolla with Florida tag L20NAZ. She has black hair, brown eyes. 
and she's pretty small. She's five feet tall and weighs 105 pounds. She's Korean with ties to New Jersey and to Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah, they said she went missing under suspicious circumstances and they won't say what those circumstances are, which is really frustrating because I feel like, I mean, I get it that you have to, But they know. Mu- I wonder if they know something. They must. That they can't tell us because, I don't know, you know? Yeah. But that is really frustrating. Um, they say they urge anyone with information about her whereabouts to contact their local FBI office or the nearest American embassy or consulate, which that's the first time we've said that in a I report. saw that one somewhere. I can't remember which w- missing woman, but I was like, what? Yeah. Like so strange. Someone abroad? And so that's what it says on the um, FBI website, too. Like, all the websites, they don't give any actual weird. numbers. Yeah, super weird. But she's just a, you know, beautiful Korean woman. She was young and now she's gone and yeah so like we always say someone knows something yep so look on our social media easy bake Mm -hmm. coven podcast for photos of her and on our website easybakecovenpodcast.com and um thank you for bringing her case to light sorry there's not more it's uh yeah that's hard i mean it's almost like that's who needs to be brought back in talked about you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah totally So what's your good thing? Let's move back into the levity portion of the program. Um, It was my birthday on Thursday. Yes. Some sneaky bitch made the most incredible (laughs) dessert. If you listen to our last episode and I was like talking about how I ordered myself a cake because I really missed this pudding that I used to get in New York. And this little hoe made it and it tasted exactly the same. Oh, I'm my so God, glad. It was perfect. <laughs> Actually, it's dangerous because I'm like, I finished the last of it today. <laughs> and I was like, do you I think you could send me that uh, recipe so I can make it for myself? <laughs> Who but, needs the cookies, uh, cookie dough every night when you could right? have pudding? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I could have both. Who says I can't yeah. have it all? No. Um, yeah. So Elise surprised me with this incredible dessert and I got my mac and cheese tattoo yes. and I love it. See, 31's um, not so bad. Yep, 31's not so bad. My parents came to visit. My dog destroyed her door. (laughs) (laughs) The good news is Mulder and Nellie are in love deeply. They had so much fun together. Breaking news, Mulder might just be bi because he loves to hump women dogs too. He was very sexually interested in my dog also. So we we love that for you, Mulder. You just be your true self. Um, The other good news is... I also know that I do not want a puppy anytime yep, soon. Yeah, preach. I've never had a puppy before. I've oh, only ever yeah. had rescued dogs that are older. It's a totally different ball game, man. It's a whole new thing. I just well, keep also, thinking, like, once he's two, once he's two, once he's two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was actually a very nice thing because... Like, you know, Nellie's not my favorite dog. Yeah, but, but it made her feel Stella calm. died, yeah. she's been, like, really, like, I, I'm much nicer to her. Yeah. She's just been a comfort and really, just, like, nice to have there, yeah. you know? Like, let her sleep in my bed every night when I didn't used to do that. Yeah. And, um, and then after having a crazy puppy here, <laughs> I'm like, oh, she actually she's has chilled out a lot. Like, <laughs> she's, she's chilled out a she's lot. She's chilled out a lot in the last... Well, yes, had her for like a, what a year and a half, a little over. Which a year makes and a half. sense, right? I mean, don't they yeah. say that she's like getting it takes older, a, she's yeah. calming down. Yeah, you know? she. I mean, compared to the dog you brought home, like, oh my god, night and day difference. Yeah, truly. So actually, it was like good for me to see a puppy. Yeah, I'm like, 
oh nelly's not that bad yeah right you know like nelly's like pretty chill like yeah you don't have to watch go- her every second of the day well like she pees every like once every four hours oh my god he pees know. so much he pees so much i know he shit five times yesterday oh my god <laughs> outside though everything was outside. Yo, good 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 he good. was just finally he, he like i think he was like where the fuck am i and yeah what's going, what going on but so we had like people working outside we had people working in we had the tyler in the kitchen oh my god i'm so and then sorry my parents were here no 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 no. it's not your fault it's just like a lot i no, i like extend some grace to these dogs because yeah. it was a lot like it was yeah. it was an overwhelming weekend for me for a human then you add a puppy brain and an idiot nelly brain and it's like they did really well yeah. all things considered but yeah they like they got along so oh well. i love those videos so much fun together <laughs> yeah both drinking out of the water bowl at the same time that was was really so sweet. i love that picture of russ on the couch what did he have like a popsicle or something yeah and they're just mm-hmm. both laying there mm-hmm. he was just loving it yeah he was in was heaven so except cute. yesterday he said mommy i want Mulder to go home now <laughs> you're like yeah me too <laughs> he was like he was i'm ready like, yeah he, i think the weekend is just too much yeah it's a like, lot it was just too much for yeah, him, yeah it was yeah. really funny it was i'm ready really sweet i was like oh, okay buddy but then today he was sad he didn't want Mulder oh to, he, missed he woke up today. this morning where's Mulder? he was oh looking for him. that's yeah. cute yeah, yeah, yeah. and he said he wants him to come back again oh, so he's like i had a break and now yeah. i'm ready for like, but not today though for us. yeah maybe <laughs> another time <laughs> maybe a little more separation so lisi why was Mulder at my house this what a weekend great segue what an excellent segue um so a couple weeks ago we said that i would i had some big news but we weren't ready to talk about it yet and so this weekend we were going to secure that big news (laughs) which is they've adopted a baby yes from alaska (laughs) (laughs) no only one part of that story is true and it's the alaska part <laughs> um, so if you've been to our website, you've seen our bios, and in my bio, oh, yes. it says that I Elise loves that. Alaska and that she wants to move back, and maybe one day she will. Well, guess what, bitches? That it's day happening. is today. <laughs> yeah. well, is the end right of now. March. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, it's all been very weird. Uh, I've told this story so many times, but I'll tell it briefly. So. Uh, around Christmas it was snowing here and we just loved it we loved the snow it felt more wintry than all the rain we've had totally and we've always kind of toyed with Alaska moving back and um we when you walk- guys had the best trip there yeah last we had, year like Alaska yeah. really showed off for ben, yeah it, it really like. did show off we had the northern mm-hmm. lights and whales and all kinds of stuff and um so you know we just thought why don't we like actually open ourselves up to this possibility like maybe mm-hmm. we Manifest will it. yeah like let's just you know actually look at listings Explore it. and yeah mm-hmm. like make it mm-hmm. an actual real you know thing that we're talking about like, yeah this is not a real just, option that we're considering not yeah. just a dream that we're talking about right which is what we had been doing up until then yeah yeah, yeah. and so then like three days later i'm on zillow and i see this amazing property and um you know we've kind of been toying with the idea of going in on a property with my dad so that my kids can grow up with him and um mm-hmm. you know he's been wanting Free a big piece of property yes <laughs> just um, kidding rick yeah. it's not about that it's about the <laughs> we love you dad bonding it's nothing to do with <laughs> yeah, nothing childcare. to do with free childcare <laughs> That would be why I would live with my parents. Yeah. <laughs> my mom doesn't listen, so I don't yeah. have to apologize for that. Sorry, Lori. <laughs> um, and so I sent this listing to my dad, and um, I just thought it was kind of a joke. You know, I was just like, haha, yeah, what if we Look did this? this? I do that all the time. Exactly. And then he was like, oh, yeah, what if we did X, Y, and Z, and we actually did it? It's like, what? Wait, what? What if we did it? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I wrote this really amazing letter, and we offered way lower than the listing price, and they went for it. <laughs> 
You're like, oh shit, this is really happening. This is happening. And so it's all happened really fast. And um, we went up this weekend for the inspection. You know, we're under contract. Uh, and we met the owner and hung out with him for the day. And he was just the loveliest person, like so kind. And I'm I'm, I'm happy he's selling, but I'm also sad because I wish he would be our neighbor up there because yeah, he's yeah, so you'd nice. Yeah, love to hang out with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's so wonderful. And we actually got to stay in the house on... Um, Sunday night and it's just on this really big piece of property and there's a bunch of cabins and outbuildings and I'm so excited to share more magical I was watching your video tour and I was like oh my god oh my god I was talking out loud as though like you you were there yeah (laughs) well it was so funny because I'd stared at pictures of this place for like two months every night I look at pictures and so when we walked up to it it felt like I was meeting a celebrity you know like like, I'm actually in this house like what is happening um so you know I'll share more at once we're you know moving closer to the time and the date um but yeah it's looking like right now we're gonna move at the end of March um we're listing our house next week and it's all just happening really fast Mm -hmm. and um but you know after having seen it it's been a lot easier for me to separate myself from our house you know like it was hard for me to think of leaving this because we've worked so hard on it but now it's Mm -hmm. like okay (laughs) well and there's still a way to make meaning of that which is that all of that sweat equity will be money that you can put towards like your dream property right you know well, so that's it's like it's I not for of, nothing. Right. You know, we did all of this work and we will like get right. pay, paid off because of that. Like that will pay off. I tried to think of it like once I when I was kind of trying to come to terms with it when I was a little sad before we'd seen the house. Mm-hmm. I thought of it like this was a investment opportunity. Don't think 100%. of it as home. Think of it as like yeah. this is what's going to enable you to do the things you really yes, want to do. Yes, this is like this is a, a yeah. big project that you guys did that will yeah. allow you like right. a stepping stone to the next thing. Right. I don't know why I'm talking about this. Like it's a good thing because I'm fucking not happy <laughs> miserable. <about> it. <laughs> I ran into Lita at the grocery store <laughs> yesterday uh-huh. and she was like, um, and, and I said we're watching Ben and Lisa's dog because they're in Alaska because they're contingent on property up there. Yeah. And she was like, what? No, she's your best friend. Don't be happy for her. This is bad. What are you going to do? Aren't you sad? I was like, I'm happy for her and sad for me. And I can separate those two things. She was like, don't be excited for her, Haley. She's your best friend. You're going to be so lonely. I was like, like, don't tell me that. Thanks for rubbing that in, Lita. (laughs) I was like, I fucking know that, Lita. And that's a good segue for the fact that the podcast has really been like the best gift we could have given ourselves because... Mm -hmm listeners It'll don't force fret. us to hang yeah. out once we are a week. still doing this podcast unbeknownst to you guys we've already recorded my, multiple episodes Hell from yeah. our individual homes and you didn't even yep. know it so yep. it's gonna happen continually oh, yeah. um it's such a breath of fresh air for both of us and now we'll be able to see each other every week every and week dish about what's going on in our lives when i get my ass cheek tattoo we're gonna, yes. gonna log into zoom and you're gonna open it up and the screen is just gonna be my ass Butt cheek, cheek. <laughs> yeah and and then you're gonna be like oh, i miss that bitch. i miss that ass <laughs> duh I can't wait to visit you. That's why every time I'm like crying either. about it, I'm like, no, Haley. First it's of literally all, a literally, three hour flight. Like yeah. it's not and bad. I can't wait to visit. And also this is sad, but I'm really well practiced at not living near any of my best friends. I know. Same. You know, yeah. like, like all my most friends of my friends are all yeah. over the world. Yeah, honestly. exactly. So and like, what a oh, cool opportunity to go visit a bunch of people. Like all of your friends are everywhere. So, you know. Yep. 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 Yeah. yeah so I'm that's the big news. 
Yeah, I'm very excited. For, and, and, you know, I was thinking when we were out there, we didn't see any northern lights because it was so much snow. But I was like, right. when I see there's a forecast, I'm just going to text her and be like, bitch, get up, up here. <laughs> yep. Come up. We've I'm got a room. Come up. <laughs> uh-huh. That's my plan. I told Matt. Like, literally, the night before you told us, yeah. there, was a re- there was a solar storm. And uh-huh. so there was a good forecast. And I said to Matthew, like, one day when COVID is over mm-hmm. and we're not, like, worried about flying with Russell... When th- when this happens, we'll just drive to the airport and get on the next flight yep. to Alaska because yep. that's the only way I'm ever going to see him. You oh can't plan it, right? Right. And I was like, we're just going to have to do that. And Matt's like, that sounds fucking awesome. And it, like, 100% yes. let's do that. Like, yes. And then literally the next day, <laughs> we're like, so we're moving to Alaska. And I was like, this sucks, but. <laughs> but it works into my plan perfectly. Can I stay at your house? Like, we were literally just talking about going to Alaska last night. It's literally 45 minutes from the airport. So like so you could get in, we'd watch the lights, you'd stay for a week, watch more lights, it'd be perfect. Yeah, now that I work remotely too. I know. That opens up a world of opportunity. Totally. Basically, I'm just moving into your house. Love so. it. We've got lots of cabins. Sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll be hearing a lot more of random, you know, moving things and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. maybe know, a couple like, spooky hours in there as oh, yeah. you get closer. I've already, <laughs> I actually went into my calendar and was like, okay, what, when should we be Which... recording two episodes <laughs> in one night? <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. So bear with us. Um, but you'll still be getting your ooky spooky sweet. I'll still drink and talk shit. So you're the, yeah. those needs will be filled. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. been more stressful because I'm drinking a Lagunitas IPA instead of my wine. Like, Don't tell Kimmy. I'm still <laughs> drinking Kim Crawford. So we're fine. Oh, we picked up a bottle of Kim Crawford in Palmer to drink at the cabin yes. when we stayed there. I was like, I need to Kim. christen it. Ben was like, why don't you get a different kind? I was like, no, I don't why want the a different fuck kind. Why would I do that? <laughs> yeah, I was like, excuse me? Take, what? A, take a risk and get a wine. Yeah, I like, like. Well, this feels like home to me. I'm drinking yep. him. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix yeah, it. Exactly, Benjamin. Ben. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> what does he even know? <laughs> Absolutely nothing about wine, clearly. Nothing. Or how mm-hmm. to keep a wife happy. <laughs> the guy who did our child teach like, him a thing or two. You know, people always say, happy wife, happy life, but... I like happy spouse, happy house. Like, go oh. fuck yourself, Carrie. It's happy wife, happy life. My husband does not need to be happy. His needs don't matter here. I didn't happy say that in the moment. And I actually house. really love him. He's great. So I was like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Meanwhile. I concur, Terry. No. I was just trying to mean, I know I, I really like him. He's really cool. I didn't want to be rude. But I was like, uh, agree to disagree, no. my friend. Absolutely not. <laughs> One of my favorite lines from a movie um, is from my Big Fat Greek Wedding which mm-hmm. I grew up watching. And there's this really great line. Oh, yes, you told me this. Says, I love this. The man may be the head of the house, but the woman is the neck, and mm-hmm. she turns the head any way she wants. It's so true. <laughs> I'm like, I'll give you the illusion of thinking yeah, that you have any. Sure, Actually, honey. we kind of beat that down in our house a little bit. Like, Matt knows. He was <laughs> the boss. If mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Exactly. He's a smart man. Sometimes. Just kidding, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> You're very smart, Matt. <laughs> uh, well, we covered a lot of territory tonight. We got... We went all the way up to Alaska. Dark and, yeah, know. we did. Very dark, literally <laughs> and geographically. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry that it was so intense. Mm-mm, it's needed, I should have added a warning at the beginning. Pour yourself a glass of wine. But... <laughs> Hey, I yeah. mean, people got to be ready for all things on this show. You just never mm-hmm. know where we're going to go. 
could be stupid shit could be real serious yep could be mm-hmm. time travelers uh on tiktok or could mm-hmm. be women getting stuffed into boxes so <laughs> just <laughs> never know could <laughs> <laughs> go either way <laughs> with that remember to keep it spooky and make it sweet happy, happy haunting, haunting. <laughs>